Welcome back to Just a Tip Off, the NBA podcast that has as many wins as the Lakers. Ah. Uh, I am Sam Hyde. Nathan Worms. Mason Round. Um, so, as you know, this is our first podcast since the league has started. It's been a great week. We've missed basketball. It's just been watching a lot of games, enjoying the season. Oh, it's good to be back. Oh, We're I back, baby doll. I missed it. And this has been a pretty good week so far. It was a good opening week, right? Like a little taste. We already had a bunch of like close games. Oh yeah. Um, there was I freaking I want to say four or five. There's five game winners. Five game winners. This past I don't even, week. I don't think that counted Blake Griffin's last night because it wasn't a game winner. You know? <laughs> even though it yeah, was. I mean, that, that was an insane. I couldn't believe he. He literally couldn't miss. He was just walking, stepping into threes. It Dude, was five for ten from three. Point. I know. It's, that's uh, that's pretty good. Was, shooting. At the end of the game, it was just him and Reddick back and forth, back and forth. It was re- really fun to watch. And you know what's even better? I have both of them on fantasy. Oh, that was great. But enough about me. What uh, what did you guys think is like the most impressive game you've seen so far? Like who? It doesn't even have to be the best team, but like the most fun game you guys saw. Um, I thought. Um. Warriors Jazz was really good. Unfortunately, oh, the Warriors man, pulled it out. Dude, it was, but it was, it was, it was, it was neck and neck the whole way. It came down to a game winner by Jarebko, of all people. Ooh, like, who had played for the Jazz last yeah. year, too. Oh, that hurt. Yeah. That got hurt. Um, and, and I don't know. I just thought it was a fun game. Two very talented teams. I think that's a potential playoff preview. Um, so, yeah. I, so far, that's been the favorite game I've watched. Nathan, what about you? It's hard not to go with that Sixers – um, Sixers Pistons game last night. Mm-hmm. Ben Simmons was out, which I think kind of let, it leveled the playing field a little bit. But that was just going in overtime like that. That was that was a lot of fun to watch. Just to watch Blake Griffin and JJ Redick go back and forth. I mean, JJ Redick came off the screen and hit an and one three pointer to tie the game up. Oh, it was an incredible game to watch. That is a good one too. Mine, honestly, is kind of a little bit weird. Was the Lakers Spurs game? That was. It was a good game. That was a really good game. Didn't come out the way that I wanted it to. Um, but like free throws, LeBron. I mean, I think it was humbling. You know, I think it was a little humbling. For, it should be. You know, you guys had that game in the bag. You just let them come back, scored a bunch of buckets, couldn't score your free throws, and missed a shot at the end. And Patty Mills. Patty Mills came in and sweeped it up. Patty Mills is a good player. He is, like, man. He's, he's been around long enough. He uh, he's oh, and he's always been under pop. So you know, he's just getting the highest degree of pedigree. Oh yeah, man. But, just, um, I thought that was, that was a pretty – it was a fun game. It's a good, good start. A you know? lot, lot of close games, which is what you like to see. Not not a significant break between the top and the bottom of each conference. A lot of teams – I mean, heck, the uh, the Magic just beat the uh, the Celtics, right? right? So, Ooh, so was... you're seeing a lot of teams stay competitive, at least early in the season. We'll see where that goes yeah. towards the All-Star break and then towards, obviously, towards the playoffs. But, you know, it's – Fun to see competition and not just blowouts. It is. Weekend, weekend. There are there are there were a couple that they just uh, that first opening game the Boston Sixers. I thought that up, was going to be a lot closer. We all did. We were all pretty hopeful, but it, it was, was really close until about halfway through the fourth quarter, and then Sixers just sort of gave up. But hey, Gordon Hayward made it through it all this year. Good for them. Good. For Honestly, him. they had one of the worst showings by their star play. The Boston Celtics did by their star players and their bench and their <laughs> sophomores. And they're, they they all just stepped up and filled in. And that's what really pushed them over. Yeah. I heard someone say Jason Tatum's the best player on the Celtics. And darn, he's looking 
special. He, he's he's good, but let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves. He that averaged sucks under, dick too soon. He, he averaged under fourteen points a game last year. His career high is thirty four points. I have a hard time calling. He, don't get me wrong. He's a Duke alumni. I love him. He's a very good player. But you know he's on a team with uh, Kyrie Irving. Remember him. Um, uh, but does greatness I, I, around I, you mean I, that I, your I greatness is less great? No, no. And I, I'm not. I'm not saying he's not a great player. I'm just saying if you're going to say he's the best player on the Celtics, you got to take into account who else is on the Celtics, right? And that's that's Kyrie take- Irving, uh, Al Horford. Uh, Gordon Hayward, who's hopefully going to come back to his true form. And also someone who I don't really think it's talked about, who's an uh, incredible player, is Jalen Brown. Oh, yeah. he's oh, it's, he, gets left it. he gets forgot about because there's so many other good yeah, players, like you are saying. But I think that he's been – so here's the thing. He was working out in the offseason with Kobe a lot. Yeah. And you know what? Damn it if he doesn't look like Kobe shooting some of those shots this year, man. Yeah. He's pulling some out of his bag. I think, I think, he, I think he will end up being the – the best pick from that draft. I think Donovan Mitchell is a close second right now, but Ben Simmons is, I mean, here's the thing. He is good, but I think his initial start left a lot to be like, he's got a lot to live up to. I should say we've seen it before. This is kind of what happened to Russ last year because he had already done the triple double thing. And so when you get triple doubles, it started to be less about praise and more about questioning, like, but they're still losing. So can't be that important. So he might be falling victim to one of those things as well. But I don't know if that makes him less not as good of a player, but we'll see. Especially, I don't know, if Jason Tatum's playing like he is. They, they're going to be exciting to watch, and I think we all expect to see them playing into late May, possibly early June. Oh, my God. Come that time. So I've got a couple questions for you guys. First one, we're going to talk about rookies. Obviously, a couple of them made big mo- big. Big sparks, obviously. Trey Young with that 35-point game with the Cavs. But I want to know, who do you think is the most impressive rookie? we got Luka Doncic, who's averaging 18-5-4. Trey Young, who's averaging 23-3-8. Or DeAndre Ayton, who's averaging 14-10-4. I think you got to say Trey Young. Uh, just I would have gone with Luka. Yeah? Yeah. So, Luka's... Um, first game left a little to be desired. He was shooting pretty inefficiently, and so if he gets his efficiency back up, he, he is a he is a great playmaker. He is a good all around player. He's, he's leading the Mavericks in points right now. Yeah, no, he, he he's a really good player. But also, I mean, Trey Young had a thirty five and eleven game where he shot over fifty percent. Yeah, and tra- not only that, in that game, Trey Young he all, shot all, over fifty percent. He shot th- from three, from three, from three. I'm pretty sure it's fifty. Yeah. Yeah, or 50 from the field, uh, 50 from three. Okay. And he was, he was looking like he looked in college and he was doing all those things that people said, well, he won't be able to do that in, in the NBA. And he went out and he did it. And it's one game. I want to get too ahead of myself. But another player who was impressive in college and then everyone said he won't be able to sustain it in the NBA and now is probably the second biggest name in the NBA is Steph Curry. And it was the instant comparison everyone drew. And I just... I'm really happy to see that he has at least one game in his career where he looked like college Trey Young. Yep. And if he continues to sustain that, no matter how good Luka Doncic is. You did is, think he was going to be a bust, I though. thought he was going to be a bust. I really did. Okay. I really did. Yeah. We see, he still might be. Yeah. He still might be. Because, you know, he also had a 7-18 and 18 game. Yeah. His shooting mm-hmm. percentage, which yeah. isn't necessarily. Shooters got to shoot. 18 shots, though. 18. So you should, But 7 for 18, that's what? Like 40%? That's fine. It's not great. It's like, nothing to hang your head on, but, like, it's not 
horrible. I, I think like Dario Saric. He only had 20 points. Yeah. Dario Saric, who oh, he only had 20 points as a rookie. I understand. Only 20 points. I understand. On an off night. 18 shots. Okay. That's, well, regardless, yeah, regardless. Yeah, no, he's, he's been very good. He's been okay. We're going to see how he is they going play, forward. They play each other tonight. Doncic first, young, and that, that's big because you know the trade happened on draft night, and it, you know I think a lot of people thought that Dallas won that trade because they thought Doncic was a little more of a Ooh. safer pick. But if if Young goes off and drops another thirty on it, then I, I think it's going to be a great battle between the two tonight. Mm-hmm. But then I'm not going to be able to watch it. So one uh one rookie that. People talked about it after his first game and has, hasn't really resurfaced, but I think he's doing exactly what he was set out to do. Um, he's the defensive anchor of the Magic now, and he's not putting up a lot of uh, offense, but he's doing just fine. He's uh, sustaining himself, and that's Mobamba. Um, Mobamba's interesting because he's so unexciting because he's doing exactly average. Like they're like, hey, he's probably going to do this, and then he went out and he did it. And it's like, yay. But uh, just because people had the right idea of what they were getting with Mo Bamba doesn't mean that, like, we should talk less about Mo Bamba. Do I see Mo Bamba's averaging over two blocks a game? He's averaging – he's only he's averaging, averaging 4.5 points a game. But that's in less than 20 minutes. That's – it's okay. And also – two blocks, though. Yeah. And he's also playing under, uh, like, top-tier center Nikolai Vucevic. Nik- Nikolai Vucevic is already averaging close to 19 points a game that's uh, – um, this year with 10 rebounds. And if you have a uh, center averaging 19 and 10, like what more do you want? That's the first center you'll build a franchise around. So Mobama's is doing great, but he's got to play under Vucevic for a while. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing, he's suffering because he exactly what you just said, but I am a little bit worried. I feel like he, he should be having a few more points than 4.5. Yeah. So open for a little bit more. Um, you, 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 look at, you look at the other bigs, Aiton's averaging 14, so is Bagley, is over 10, Jaron Jackson Jr. is averaging over 10 as well. Exactly. The difference is, though, I think, obviously, Bamba is playing behind Vyacek, Aiton is starting, Bagley starting, Jaron Jackson is behind Gasol in Memphis, but I don't think they have a true power forward there, so I also think he's kind of sliding into that role, because I think out of those... Four guys, he is the best outside shooter. <laughs> Which is funny. Of the of the three. Um, Bagley can, can give him a run for his money, but I think um, Jaron Jackson Jr. is the, uh, the best three-point shooter. So, not surprised. I I did expect him to have a little more impact, but again, early season, okay. not getting a ton of minutes. Another so. thing we need to take into account here on Obama's lack of uh, point production is he's currently playing with the Orlando Magic's B squad. Like, it's not like he has a lot of playmakers around him. So, like, when you look at a great NBA center, not an all-star or anything, but a very solid, dependable NBA center in Clint Capella. Well, Clint Capella gets a lot of points because he has Harden and Chris Paul making plays for him. Mm-hmm. And I just have a hard time believing that um, I mean, that Obama's going to do as well. Evan Fournier. Uh, Evan Fournier is a shooting guard, DJ Augustine. But he's with the B squad. He's probably doing a lot more with Isaiah Briscoe. Before this moment right here, had you ever heard the name Isaiah Briscoe? He played at Kentucky. Oh, okay. So one of us had because of his college career. But, like, it's – I wonder if you were to plug him into a more center-friendly um, – a more center-friendly system, like – what if, what if you were to uh, put him as the center on the Portland Trailblazers? What if you were to have 
uh, CJ McCollum and uh, Damian Lillard feeding him because they have what? Um, Nurkic and Collins is their backup, and he's fine. He's good. Fine. He's good, but don't I? I mean, like. They look like they could use a franchise center, and maybe if he proves to be They something. have LaMarcus Aldridge. They couldn't utilize him the way they needed to be utilized. I think maybe it might be their system. Uh, it, it could be that, or um, I also think LaMarcus Aldridge has some ego issues. and I think Dude, he's a great mid-range game. He gets so solid good. No, rebounds. He's, he's very good. No, no, no. I'm not saying he's a bad player because I think he's a great player. I think him leaving Portland had less to do with his talent and had more to do with how he interacted with the locker room. Okay, that's fair. Any other rookie standouts that you're – any other rookie you want to touch on? I think it's just that – I look at that the Andre and Trey Young, man. They were – The only other kind of noise I heard was undrafted rookie Alonzo Trier went out, hammered a dunk, and had yes. 15 yeah, points in his first Knicks game. I think that's – That's pretty cool. Could be a possible steal of a pickup of undrafted player for them. Mm-hmm. I thought he was pretty talented in college, was definitely talented in high school. Where did um, he go to, uh, to college? Arizona. Arizona. And so, Archie Miller, man. Oh, or, they brought sorry. Ryan Miller. Yeah. Oh. So I think he's a I, he's the only really one of the rookies that I've kind of heard things about. That's because he had that. Colin Sexton's been pretty underwhelming thus far. I mean, he's he's he, not he, starting. Yeah, he's not starting, and he's putting up fine. Uh, and also, uh, at this point last year, no one was talking about Donovan Mitchell. So there's still hope for he. He's been playing great defense. He's been. Um, let's see what what's his stat line. He's putting up nine points a game. Uh, two point three rebounds. Not a ton uh, of assists. One he's, assist, he's which not, is odd. He's not much of a assist point guard. Yeah, though. but you know, he's very much like uh, Jordan Clarkson, kind of. You know, Clarkson. I mean, you look at Clarkson is getting twenty three minutes as well, and then you have George Hill getting twenty eight. So they're running a lot of two guard there. If Sexton's still getting twenty two minutes a game, but that's a that's a lot of a lot of ball handling that. Cleveland has on the court at one time with two point cards. Let's not forget so. about David Nwaba with his two points a game. <laughs> and a perfect zero stat line. That's impressive, <laughs> man. That's impressive. <laughs> but uh, I guess that moves us on to our next topic. All right. Um, so, got, got another question for you. More surprising this season, the Lakers are 0-3 or the Raptors are 4-0? Lakers 0-3. Raptors 4-0 is something that I thought was coming. Everyone was talking about the Celtics and Dunk Brown. They're a great team. But also, like uh, everyone knew going into the season that the best three teams in the East are the Raptors, the Celtics, uh, and the Sixers. And I tell you what, we knew it was coming. And 4-0 might be a lot because we weren't sure that Kawhi was going to come out so ready as is. But you know what? He did. And he had, he, he looks outstanding. He had, had a great win against the Celtics. Yeah, no. Squeaked out one versus the Wizards, who we all think will and, probably be a playoff team. And, and also, um, I feel like part of it is because um, the Boston sports market is a lot bigger than the Raptors sports market. But they have a lot of potential young stars, like uh, Pascal, say, um, Pascal Siakam. Pastel Siakam. Uh, uh, OG, OG Ananobi, who's yeah. their rookie from he, last he's, year. He's, he's really good. Someone who's uh, probably a top 10, top 15 center in the league that doesn't get a lot of recognition is Valanciunas. Yeah. He's very good. They have a talented enough team that Serge Ibaka is coming off the bench. And Serge Ibaka is on a lot Better of teams. Is, he's a starting caliber power forward. He's very good. Kyle, Kyle Lowry's having a hell of a career. So he's somehow still hitting the prime of his career at, what, 36? Yeah. Van Vliet is coming off say, the bench. Their point guard yeah. has 11 a game. Uh, Norman Powell plays uh, great underneath um, Kawhi Leonard. And also... Before he got injured last year and had the whole drama, Kawhi Leonard was an MVP candidate. Kawhi Leonard is 
a top three, top five talent in the NBA. If I were to do a top five talent in the NBA, I would probably say uh, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, and James Harden and Kawhi are fighting for the four and five spot. Talent, you don't put Steph Curry up there? I put him at six. Okay. And... I mean, there's just so many yeah. people to cram into top ten. Yeah, and, and, and you, I, the, you, you say you make a top five. Oh, then we'll do a top ten. Oh, that's still not enough because you just you keep coming up on. Uh, but this guy, with this guy, and start talking about Paul George and Giannis and Demar Derozan, yeah, Clay Thompson, Bradley Beal. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you just they just keep coming up. You know, like you can you keep extending your list until all of a sudden you've got the All Star game. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's that. And, and even then, you're like, oh, Andre, Andre Drummond got snubbed. <laughs> Jamie Lillard got snubbed for the longest time. Yeah, he finally made an All Star game last year. Thank God. All right, mm-hmm. so Lakers zone three. How troubling do you think this is? Um, not. Here's the reason why. Because it's honestly, it's a completely new team. Yeah. This is a team who has not played together. They probably played together. They're the most deconstructed team I think in the NBA. Would you agree? It's a they're they're the island of misfit toys. I mean, you just brought yeah. in a bunch the of most, people and the most them deconstructed team. Uh, the Hawks, technically, but maybe the Hawks. Okay, the most deconstructed Western team. Yeah, we'll go with that. So <laughs> honestly, they have just been torn apart and put back together. I think it's going to take time for the signals to get right and people to start maximizing their potential in certain roles the, the, because it's going to be different than what it was last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, this might be a little early to start sounding the alarms, but um, they might want to start looking at some shooters. And I agree, because, I mean, right now they've got, realistically shooting, they've got three of them on that team. LeBron, Kyle Kuzma, and Josh Hart. Those are uh, the three Contagious real Paul shooters. Pope. K- KCP, he's maybe, but Nate, he, uh, he shot very well last season. And, I, and, and he's, how he's been shooting this season, it looks like that was an anomaly. He, he's, he's one of those on-off guys. Three games? Yeah. Three games. Yeah. Three games. Which is why, which why I think it's on a reaction. Because statistically, when LeBron switches teams, they've had slow starts. Never owned threes until four. Never owned three. But when he went to the Heat, I think they were like five hundred. Then they went on like a twenty game run. When we came back to the Cavs, they were five hundred. Then went on an eighteen game run. So you know, I think they'll figure it out. They, they've they'll also had a fairly hard schedule. Yeah, yeah, to play three playoff teams from yeah. last year. In yeah. their first three games. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the West. That's yeah. all you got to say and, about that. But the other thing about them being in the West is when LeBron was in the East, he had a little bit of time to figure it out. If you start slow, even if you come back and you start rallying, it's going to be hard to make the playoffs. I mean, we, we saw how close it was last year. Yeah. Every game matters in the West. Yeah. Conference. And so the, these little ticky-tacky ones at the beginning, um, like, I'd be lying if I said, I know it's only three games in, but I think the Nuggets are a playoff team. And part of it is I'm impressed by how it is, but also they have a three-game head start, and they beat the Warriors, which means they only have to play them, what, two more times? No, four, three. three. Three? Are three, they in the same division? Four times. Uh, it, it, it's, oh. it's four for same division. I, correct, I could be wrong. This is not the hill I'll die on, but I think it's four for same division, three for same conference, two for all opposite conference teams. I, it might be I think it's three then because they're in the um, – they're in the one with uh, the, with the Rockets. Yeah. So I think it's only three, but I'm not. Okay, that is, could be right. Not, I, I really don't know. my fight. <laughs> but still, that's one down. Yeah. That, honestly, yeah. let's think you go into the Warriors game and you have hope, but I think everyone kind of really thinks, eh, 
you know. All and right. you know what? Throw the, this one in the L. We're they thinking haven't, about they the haven't next played opponent. the Kings or the Suns yet, and so there's two possible wins. And when it comes down to the end of the season, I think the West is going to be decided by less than five wins. Not like not top to bottom, but I yeah. think who gets in and who gets out will easily be less than five so, wins. Like so like last like last year when three through eight, exactly. three through nine were all settled by two and a half games. Exactly. I'm also gonna say here last year the Grizzlies started out real hot and then fell off. So it there's a lot of these teams that that's could I mean, do that as that well. Team, so that's a possibility. Team got injured. So I mean, I, injuries happen. So yeah, exactly. No, and and any any prediction I make is bar an injury. But you just can't, and you just can't predict for that. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's too late to throw the the talent on this season. But I think um, they play the Suns next. I think that's a must. Who? Win. The Who Lakers. Oh, I think yeah. The Suns is a must win. And, so you know, I think the that Spurs game just got away from them. Obviously, LeBron made an incredible shot to put in overtime, but you kind of expect them to at least make one of those free throws. But yeah, at the end of the day, I think there's 80, I there's think 70, 79 more games left. Also, this has been a big – I'm a big LeBron fan here. Big LeBron fan, but this has been a point of contention for me most of his career. You've never been a free throw shooter, and that's fine. You know your role. But if you've never been a free throw shooter, why do you demand to be the one with the ball at the end of the game when they know when you know they're going to foul you? Like, you know who else was on the floor? Um, Josh Hart. Like eighty five percent free throw shooter. Mm-hmm. You know who else was on the floor? Um, blanking out. Uh, KCP. Like eighty percent free throw shooter. Like there were better shooters on the floor. And at the Cavs, a little bit. Like depending on the how they get. If it was a regular season game, he would take it because he wanted to be MVP, and that's fine. And I get it. When it's a big, but when it was a big game that mattered, or when it's hey. We're 0 and 2. Don't want to go 0 and 3 to start the season. Why don't you put it in your best shooter's hands? But if the Cavs, he did sometimes let uh, okay. Kyle Korver take him, and that's the right thing to do. I think as a coach, you need you almost need to overrule your star and say, "Hey, listen, personal stats are great, but wins come first. And you can see, I mean, I think when Kyrie was still in Cleveland, you kind of saw that Kyrie mm-hmm. did take that last shot in the Warriors game. You saw Kyrie with the ball in his hands a little more often. But LeBron was so, so much ready, more ready to give it to him. I don't know if he's found the person who he feels comfortable with giving it to yet. Uh, for a big play, I get that, but free throws are literally a statistic. He can look at he can look at the stat line and say, "Hey, who's the best at this?" <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. And, and right now on the Lakers you thought he team, made it. It, it, it's yeah. KCP. KCP, yeah. So at eighty four, eighty four percent. Put it in KCP's hand. Also, as a team, get better. That's that yeah. needs to get better. Mm-hmm. Jamal yeah. McGee, what is his free throw percentage? Yeah. Uh, Underrated set. seventy. Okay, that's not the worst. But oh. for centers, I feel like if you have. Like an eighty percent to a ninety percent, you were just so much more. Kevin Love when he plays the five. Carl Anthony Towns is a good free throw shooter. That's great. Yeah, um, he's just so much Giannis more valuable. Giannis is a good free throw shooter. Yeah. Do you know he's how many 70. more points Andre Drummond would have? Yeah. Or freaking Dwight Howard would have had? Or Shaq? Or Shaq? Just yeah. Oh my God. No, here's the thing: is I read a stat a one time for Shaq. Uh, if Sha- if Shaq had if Shaq if a player named O'Neal Shaquille came into the league and just made every single free throw that Shaq missed, he'd be a top 100 scorer of all time in the NBA. Again, he's probably adding at least 1,000. Top 100? Yeah, like of all the players who ever played in the NBA, a top 100 scorer. That is strictly the free throws. And that's just the misses of his free throws. 
No, I mean he's what six. No, 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 no. This, this is Shaquille O'Neal. This would be O'Neal Shaquille, but the guy who comes in and makes those free throws. His only points he ever gets in his career are the missed free throws that Shaq made. Oh, and yeah. just that he would be a top one hundred scorer in the NBA of all time. Wow, it's a lot of free. Throws. And I, I, here's the thing: is I get, I guess I've read, I read this a long time ago. I'm throwing this off the top of my head. I guess top one hundred. It could be bigger. In fact, if I have any listeners out there who want to fact check me, I'll say it again. My Twitter handle is at SamHyde330. I would love to get tweeted at. Go for it. I'm going to make a Twitter just tweet at you. Do it. <laughs> Do it. Get on social media, you hermit. Hey, I got a, I got a, I got a MySpace. WarriorFan35 <laughs> tweets at SamHyde. <laughs> WarriorFan35 is like, hey, I don't think you're really recognizing the true talent of the NBA, which is Kevin Durant. Get slept on so much, man. Right. So much better than Braun. <laughs> Final question I got. There are five undefeated teams still. The Raptors, the Bucks, the Pistons, the Nuggets, and the Pelicans. Yeah. Who's going to be the last Raptors. one undefeated? Last uh, undefeated? I, the last one undefeated. I think it would be the Nuggets because of their defense. If I, their defense stays strong, then they have to be the last one. I haven't looked at schedules. Neither so have that's I. That's a big thing, but just not looking at schedules, I think the Raptors. I think they're the strongest team, and they're also playing in the East. That's true. Yeah, that's true. But um, uh, so his question sort of transitions me into my next question. I see he's looking up schedules, and so he'll be able to tell us. We'll be able to revisit this. But two teams that were not projected to be great, but who are coming out swinging and like not only are undefeated but have some really good big wins are the Nuggets and the Pelicans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I think part of it is they're playing different games than people were projecting. The Pelicans coming out and just playing the – the Pelicans have the fastest pace in the NBA right now. And when you have a team built around big men and you pay the fastest pace in the NBA, no one knows what no one knows what to do about that. And there's some very smart coaches out there who I'm sure are working on it. But it's really hard to uh like beat that. It's very hard to make a system that's good against that. You literally just have to sprint up and down, get there before they do, and yeah. take a lot of charges. Yeah. You gotta get good at taking charges. Yeah. And you know what? That's really hard to do for four quarters of basketball. You get tired, you get hurt. Oh, my God. I, you, listen, I know it's the right thing to do, but would you stand there perfectly still and re- let Anthony Davis run through you? Oh, I'd probably do it once. Yeah. <laughs> you did it. Yeah. Oh, Not only man. that, there's a chance it'll be a block. There's a chance it's for nothing. Yeah. And yeah. then you're just like, oh, well, I'm broken. Yeah. God but, damn it. Um, All right. Looking at the rosters, I think it's got to be the Raptors. Nuggets and Pelicans play each other in two games. Okay. So if the Pelicans win that, their yeah. next game is the Warriors. That's a tough one. The Pistons have to go back-to-back Boston games. I don't think they're going to win both those. Um, I have not checked the Bucks yet. Um, I, I think the Raptors have. The Raptors play the Bucks. That is the Raptors' next hardest game okay. are the Bucks. So there, and there's another one. Um, they the they got to go. Bucks immediately play the Sixers and then Sixers, the Sixers, Minnesota. And I, I, I think Toronto will be the last remaining yep. undefeated team based on the schedule. Obviously, stuff happens. Orlando beat Boston. The Kings beat the Thunder. Say no. Stuff can happen. Shit happens, man. But um, early in the season. <laughs> so, uh, uh, and then the other team is the um, Pistons. Uh, no, I was the Nuggets. Oh, the Nuggets so this year sort of revi- remind me of the midseason Celtics last year, where like they may not have the best offense in the league, but Ooh. they have a good enough offense, and they're just playing tough, tough defense. And that's a hard team to scout for, but all like that's a hard team to scout for, especially for regular season games. And they're but, but once but 
once it's playoffs and you really only have to worry about one opponent at a time, I think some people might be able to break them down. So the question is, how, like, it can the Pelicans and can the Nuggets sustain it? Can either of them go on to be real threats? They're both in the West, so they're both in the harder conference. I think we all agree. I think um, the Pelicans have a better chance. No. As long. Really? If the shooting from Holiday and Miritich and everyone else and Etwan more keeps up, well, then I think they Miritich can. Miritich is shooting 75%, or 75% from floor and 73% from three, so it just can't. Probably it, 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 just it, it, not. It, it can't. Can I, I think once they get to the playoffs, I think just the Anthony Davis factor oh, itself. Man, yeah, I, I think just him alone puts them over the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets... I mean, hey, it's it's tough. Nuggets probably play a little better team ball, but uh, just the way Anthony Davis has started the season, if he's anything like that in the playoffs, it's going to be hard not to give them the edge over the Nuggets in the playoffs. I mean, they could play each other. Who knows? Um, they will play each other. They're both in the West, and they will play each other. Well, there's, both I mean, there's no oh, you mean in the, the playoffs? In the playoffs. Okay. Yeah. That you're like, they um, could play each other this year. It's like, they will. No. I can guarantee that. Um, I, I'm pretty sure. I, I, I do recall. So, I mean, the Nuggets just uh, shooting guard. Who uh, Will Barton is going to be out for, I think, six weeks. Just had abdominal surgery. Ooh. Um, so, he's averaging 16 points a game. So, that that's that's a that's a blow. Um, but they got the Joker. Gary Harris is having a great season. Um, you still have. I think Jamal Murray is super Paul underrated. Um, Paul Mills has some great veteran leadership, and he comes up big in uh, big plays. I was saying at the beginning of the season, this is a pretty solid sleeper team because yeah. they do have so many role players. Gary Harris, we were talking about during the draft. He has been just honestly one of the best players on that team in a role. Mm. Uh, did you guys twenty one points a game right now? Did you guys see when he like fouled Kevin Durant yeah. and then yeah. he got that tech? Oh my <laughs> god, that's hilarious! Uh. It'll be interesting. I think I think they both will be able to sustain what they're going. I think they're both playoff teams. Um, with how competitive the West is, I don't feel comfortable saying any of them is a lock. No, there, I, there's only two teams in the West who I feel like is a lock, and that's the heart, uh, the Rockets and the Warriors. Um, same with the with the East the more I, to I, make the playoffs. I think I, Spurs. You think the Spurs are I, a lock? I'm very confident in the Spurs. They're listen. The Spurs are a better team than last year because what's better, a season of Demar Derozan or nine games of Kawhi Leonard? Season with Demar Derozan. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the Pelicans. I think they're you, 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 a complete. You, you, you lock them in. You, you think they're at a hundred percent lock? If with how competitive last year, injury, I can't yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All all these are barring injury. Barring injury, and just bar, barring lock. major injury, you can't be like, oh, well, their backup point guard got hurt, so. <laughs> hey man, I, I call it. I <laughs> safety, safety. Yeah. Um. But <laughs> well, that's four teams right there. That's four teams in the West. There's still four, I think, available. I um, think there's more than that. I, no, to make the playoffs, no. There's only eight, so there's four teams. That, oh, I think meant four teams available. Like you still think will make the playoffs? Like, well, there's if there's four locks, and you're thinking the Warriors, the Pelicans, the Spurs, and the Rockets are going to make it. You're still looking. Did someone at, say the Nuggets? 
No, I mean, then you're looking at we, four. We, we haven't lost them. Okay. Five, have, we're, we're at three right now. So there's five okay, more okay. places. There's five places for the Nuggets, the Blazers, the possible Timberwolves. Who knows what's going to happen with that dumpster the Ma- fire? The, Ma- the Jazz. The Mavs, the Jazz. Thunder. Thunder, the, the, Thunder, you, the you, Lakers. You think the Lakers back in? I think, honestly, looking at that, there's only two teams right there. Yeah, and also, you know, like, the, you know yeah, I, I don't want to call them a playoff team, but they're doing way better than I thought. And it's because of the goofiest dude in the NBA is the Clippers. And, like, listen, Boban Marjanovic. Is that Marjanovic? Like, the dude is 7'3 with a 7'10 wingspan, and I don't care who the fuck you are. Like, how do you guard that? How do you guard that? <laughs> Guys, when he gets the ball, and just stands Did you up. see him see he, that standing he, he dunks without jumping. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> like the wrist. It's with the flickers. And Patrick Beverly's having a great game. Did you see Patrick Beverly stand down uh, Anthony Davis on defense the other day? Oh, that was awesome. Granted, it was in garbage time. Anthony Davis wasn't going to exert himself too hard. Tobias Harris is a secret stud. He's averaging 23 points a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Daniela Gennari, no one talks about him. Xavier um, Bradley returns to Boston form. Listen, the Snow weird player. thing about this team is they have a lot of good players, but, like, not one good lineup. They literally have... It's a team of role players, and that's it. Well, and not only that, they have, like, two centers on their roster, and that's it. They have... Um, Marjanovic and Gortat. They have two centers, two power forwards, a lot of point guards, a lot of small forwards, a couple shooting guards. Like, it's just a it's just a weirdly put-together team, but it has the talent. And Doc Rivers is a former coach of the year. Yeah. Like, Doc Rivers, I'm sorry it was a stupid idea to get your son involved, but beyond that, you've done great. <laughs> and also, your son, Duke Grad. I thought he played great there. <laughs> Where's the Austin at right now? Is he uh, he's in, he's in Wizards. Uh, the Wizards. How's he doing? Look that up. He's, he's a name I've not heard once. He's on the dumpster fire of the Eastern Conference. Ooh. That's fair. Um, but let's see. Twenty-four minutes, eight points a game. So pre- pretty much, pretty much exactly how he was doing about, in the Clippers. I think Clippers he was doing a little better, but that's, yeah, didn't know either. I don't know. He's probably getting more minutes because you know his last name. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I wonder. I wonder if Thanksgiving is going to be really awkward this year at the Rivers house. Mm. Also, can we look up when do the Clippers and the Wizards play each other? If it's right before or right after Thanksgiving, that will just make my Thanksgiving thinking about that. Clippers. <laughs> Clippers and Wizards. We got Tuesday, November 20th. Yeah. Yeah. That's... 26th or 24th is Thanksgiving. Um, I think... I would say it's 24th. And then yeah, I think it's 24th. And then the other game... Oh my god, they play right around Thanksgiving too? Oh. I, I don't know which I think... No, of... it's... Uh... 22nd? The 22nd? Oh, and they play even him, better. They, so, they, play him, they play him in four days, and then they play him on the 20th of November. All right. So, um, I don't know which I think is funnier. Doc Rivers having to sit down and eat a piece of humble pumpkin pie because his son beat him. Or just Doc Rivers, just Austin sitting there pissed off because his dad, just his dad's team is better and he traded him away. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Dad, why you give me up? We get tickets <laughs> to that game for five dollars. Wow! <laughs> no, in all honesty, um, guys, we're not that far from Cleveland. Several games are like seven bucks a piece. We need to go to more Cavs games. I haven't even looked at the Pacers games, but I'm sure they're also garbage cheap. And yeah. that's an yeah. hour closer. Yeah, I can guarantee it's an hour closer yeah. to us. But um, funny thing about the Cavs, I was looking at tickets the other day. I was like eight dollars, twelve dollars, two dollars against the Nets tonight. Yeah. <laughs> 
two dollars. Are you fucking and, and, and then all of a sudden you get close to it, and then they play the Lakers. One hundred and thirty-nine dollars. <laughs> it's like what the? That's not. It's not right. <laughs> hey man, that's LeBron's. That's LeBron's return. <laughs> yeah, I want to see the best player in the world ever. Yeah, it's one hundred thirty dollars. <laughs> Fuck out of your cheesecake. <laughs> Uh, but I bet you like, I mean, Lakers Pacers is that expensive because he never left Indiana. I mean, he did as a winner. <laughs> um, all right. Well, here's a fun topic. We've completely breezed over what's one of the most exciting things to happen in the NBA since the start of the season. Guys, we have multiple game suspensions already. Because that Ron, was fast. Because Rajon Rondo spit on Chris Paul. Allegedly. No, I saw the video. He did. It was allegedly intentional, but saliva <laughs> hit Chris Paul's face. And I don't. If I'm playing basketball and someone else's saliva ends up on my face, I'm taking a swing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, and uh, D'Angelo, or not D'Angelo Russell, sorry. Um, Brandon, uh, Ingram. Brandon Ingram comes in just throwing haymaker. Like it was a good hardcore. Old style Ron Artest NBA fight. Like we haven't had those in a couple of years. Thank Ring you. Ring the bell. Ring the bell. Someone. So listen, I know Adam Silver. Just turn off this segment of the podcast because I know you're listening. He can't do anything about it. Fighting's bad in your league. Like you got to do everything you can to prevent it. We're not commissioners. We're fans. <laughs> Did you see the fans? Oh my God. Um. The Red Hot Chili Peppers, a member from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, got escorted out because he tried to join the fight. Did you see Travis Scott in the Travis background? Travis Scott was hyped. Floyd oh Mayweather was licking his chops. Oh, my God. I wish Floyd – like, don't get me wrong. Good for you, Floyd, for not getting in. But Floyd Mayweather went in and just one-punched one of them. Like, I don't – literally, there's not a single player on that court I would not have wanted to see get one-punched by Floyd Mayweather. Oh, man. That was but, awesome. But, um, yeah, so as a fan – does fighting make the NBA better? Like, does fighting make the NBA I more think, fun? I think there's two different fans. There's your die-hard, core, to the rules fans mm-hmm. who think it's a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. And then you've got your everyday fans and everyone else below that who've seen hockey once. Like, oh my god, it's like hockey. Yeah, that'd be awesome. It's got a penalty box. <laughs> oh, 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 penalty also, box. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point out a very important fact about this fight. This fight happened on a Saturday. The game started at 10 p.m. Eastern time. It was in the fourth quarter. I don't remember exactly what time it was, but I eventually it was close to or after midnight on a Saturday night. So a lot of fans, including myself, were watching this while drinking. <laughs> I, I'm not going to say drinking makes you invite uh, uh, enjoy fighting more, but I'm going to say yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fair statement. Yeah, and so, like, do you think – and also – Fighting is one of those things, like any other crime, uh, like it's a proven scientific stat that people are more likely to jaywalk if they see someone else do it first, right? Yeah. So do you think now that there's been a real fight and Adam Silver kind of came out with some pussy suspensions, two games, three games, and four games, do you think we're going to see some more of it? Uh, and I also, if we're going to get into the shadow government of the NBA, do you think Adam Silver did that on purpose? Oh, get the fuck out of here. No, he did not do it on purpose. I think it depends on the team. There's going to be more fights, though. There's That's one thing. There's going to be some people getting injured from fights. Oh, yeah. Injured? Oh, yeah. From, from this, you think that this one game spurs that much? Why not? Why not? Like Sam said, if you see it, if you see other people do it, 
and they get real <laughs> slap on the wrist. Penalty. Like Chris Paul, I agree he didn't do that much, but he got two games. That's nothing. I think Brandon um, Ingram was already shoving James Harden and then came in and threw a complete cheap shot. He got – He missed, games. but yeah. Right? What is it with basketball players and missing? Rajon Rondo and Chris Paul both connected, but go back to many fights before that and people where people get suspensions – NBA players are not boxers, and we can definitely so, see it. So, NBA players, here, here's my rationalization. I could be completely wrong. They have top-tier reflexes, which means if something's come at them, they're getting out of the way. But they've also never Fair. really been taught how to throw a punch. Some, I, would I mean, some of them have. Some of them come from rough upbringing. Some of them have older brothers. Some of them might box to stay in shape. I don't know their story. Yeah. But I'm going to venture to say... No one's really sat down and ever taught Brandon Ingram how to throw a punch. He just sort of learned how to do it. And, like, I'm not saying that badly. I've never been taught how to throw a punch, but I had an older brother, and, like, you pick it up. <laughs> That's fair. That's yeah. fair. I would, I, the reason I think it's going to happen more is, again, like Sam said, it's you see one person do it, and they don't get penalized that much for it. Fuck yeah. And people were getting real chippy at the end of games to get into people's heads. It's so easy to push him too far. A lot of new people filtering through the league. Also, I, w- I would punch Joel Embiid in his bitch face. Oh, like, and I, like I, if I, I, I were in the league and Joel Embiid were constantly talking to Here's the thing is, the thing that pissed me off the most, don't get me wrong, Joel Embiid, great talent. I like what you're doing for the city of Philadelphia. All the things I have to say. But Joel Embiid, quit being such a bitch. You can't like come out, talk all this shit, and then fucking flop to get the opposing center kicked out of the game. I think like, he can. Yeah, and he's and he's I doing think it. He did. He just and did. Absolutely. And so, tell you what, if I were Andre Drummond, next game I would in the fourth, if especially if the Pistons have a victory locked up, I'd say, hey, you want me out of this game? How about this? And just throw one at him. And you know what? It's probably going to be a five-game suspension. And or will it be more? Because if this does keep happening, then Adam Silver is going to es- if, the, if the fights escalate, so are the the fines, the suspensions, and all of a sudden, if you're looking at Let's say you get suspended two weeks. That could be your most important two weeks of your of your season, where you're playing all your tough conference opponents that you got to get one up on them in that playoff run. Yeah, or playoff race. It's interesting. It's, it's more likely to happen in the East than it is the West. Uh, that's but that's it why did I happen think, in the you know West. where you know where the fight. I think if we're gonna see a big brawl, it's gonna happen and a late close game. Boston Philly, because oh, yes. I think Embiid and Marcus Smart are the perfect two candidates to just start Marcus going Smart? at it. Nah. Marcus Smart's not going to step up to seven foot Embiid, but you know who will? Marcus Morris. Both the Marcuses will, because Marcus oh, Smart is, is he's and, a punk. And also the Wizards and uh, Wizards Boston and Celtics got to hate each other. That uh, the was Wiz- more when you had Wizards Isaiah also- Jay Crowder though, who and, were uh, pretty Linick. and Linick, who were more of the, the yeah. Also, also Kelly Olynyk's on the Heat, and um, the Wizards still hate the Heat, and he already hit a buzzer beater to win a game. So Kelly Olynyk's probably gonna get punched. And there was stuff between the Sixers and the Heat last year. Yeah. It's a lot of there's gonna be a lot of a lot of tension in the yeah. East this year. Yeah, absolutely. And here's the thing: is any NBA players who are listening, I know you are. Um, if you're going to get in a fight, be the first one to do it because fine, uh, cause suspension penalties are only going to go up. The longer you wait, the more you're going to have to sit out. Just yeah. Saying. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to get fined. Uh, so, um, all right, Adam Silver, you can turn it back on now. Yeah. Adam Silver, come back. We're going to talk about the fun things again. Um, so 
I'd like to do just a little fun segment. Um, this is something that I think would be fun to do every week. It's called Worth Mentioning. Um, so the thing about Worth Mentioning is we are not allowed to discuss it. Like, I'll say something, and you guys each get to say one thing back. Word. And we're not going to go into it. We're just going to say, hey, this happened. And so my first, my first Worth Mentioning um, – if you would have told me three years ago that, or three weeks ago that Jimmy Butler would start and be the star player of the 76ers and Melo would come off the bench, sorry, the Timberwolves and Melo would come off the bench, I would have told you to shut your face. That's worth mentioning. That happened. Do you got worth mentioning, Nathan? Uh, a different one? Yeah. Or, a little, or just a comment on that? Uh, yeah, however you want to do it. I say comment on that. I think that one are just surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Surprising. Yeah. I'd say relieved because I that's kind of what I wanted to happen, but I didn't think it would. So I want Jimmy Butler off the Timberwolves. I think it's bad for him. I think he's such a good player, and I think he needs to go somewhere else. I think they've unappreciated the shit out of him. <laughs> I think they're still doubling Welcome down. To on the the Welcome, Welcome to the career of Jimmy Butler. Yeah, sorry. Welcome to the career of Jimmy Butler. Something I had worth mentioning was uh, Nikolai Jokic. Jokic? Yeah. Uh, very kind of underrated player until this this season. Last season, he was pretty, like, people were starting to notice, but he's been this way for a long time. He hasn't been putting up the triple doubles, which might be the thing that was getting him noticed now, um, but he has been a solid player, and I think that that's why this, the Nuggets are really starting to do well. Mm-hmm. He's developed his ability to pass the ball very effectively from the post, and you saw it with highlights last year, and that's like, I think that's where he's coming man. from. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Nathan, uh, you got worth you got worth mentioning. That's I got right. one. I got. I, I go ahead. I, Kemba I Walker, man, averaging thirty three points per game. Uh, it's his contract season, so show out, man. I get you. Yeah. Um, but you have been. Let's let's see what you can do. It's time you get paid. It's he was. I mean, he got Kemba Walker. He's he's gonna get paid. I think it's just. I, mean, I think he has the talent, and he needs to. Really, just take George Hill makes seven million more a year than he does. It's time for Kemba to get paid. Yeah, get paid, Kemba. Get paid. All right, here's one. Um, the Kings are two and one, and they beat the Thunder, who's a projected playoff team. Guys, they're one and three, dude. Are they one and three? Oh, sorry, they're one and three. Really? I... All right, the Kings are one and three, but they beat the Thunder, a projected playoff team with Russ back. Guys, could the Kings be good? No. I think it's a possibility. It's. I think. I think I you're love, just trying to defend the Thunder. I love the Thunder, <laughs> so maybe it is. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's a new year. They're a year older with a little change, a little bit, nothing crazy. But you get a year older, you got to get it a little bit year wiser. Um, so I got to think they're going to be better than last year. But playoff team, I'll say no. I'll say they're not a playoff team. The Thunder needs to get their shit together, just like four other teams in the NBA, but or three others, I guess. They're Kentucky 2.0. If they saw Boogie Cousins, they would have all Kentucky starting lineup. They currently have four Kentucky players on their team. And a Duke, and a Duke starter, Marvin Bagley. And two Kansas. And well, but a bunch of that, that a bunch of starting a bunch of blue blood college basketball teams: awesome. Indiana, Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina, Michigan State. But yeah. they are. It's a no, it's a no for me. Um, no. Their veteran player isn't a veteran player. They got some young talent, but 
They got some good years. sophomore and junior talent, too. I also too. think they have kind of a shitty front office. Their shitty front office has let so much talent go away. Like, yeah. This is going to pain me as a fan, but they're kind of the Browns of the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> all right, they guys. do that all the time. All right, guys. We've had our one line. Um, uh, uh, another another thing worth mentioning. Um, anybody, anybody been watching Derrick Rose? And I've been watching Derek, him. Derrick all Rose of is starting to look like old Derrick Rose again. Like it's kind of fun to see. Oh, those jump cuts! Oh. He's doing them on a basketball court. It's oh. beautiful. All right. Um. Well, that injury clock's ticking. Oh, don't tell it. Don't say that. It's oh, coming, dude. Knocking on wood. It's coming. Ah, uh, shut the fuck up. He is finally at a place where we can all be happy for him. He's an MVP. Let's hope he. I hope the Wolves. If it's not the Warriors, I hope it's the Wolves in the West at some point. Just give him a ring. All right. We're no, moving. but not in his tenure. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> it's, it's a far shot. We're, we're moving on to our final segment. It's a recurring segment. I'm sure our listeners are familiar with it. We're going to take two players of different eras, similar games. We're going to compare them. This one's a fun one. Um, Who do you guys think is better, Clyde Drexler? The Glide. Or Tracy McGrady? Tracy T Mac. Shit, I, my gut instinct. I want to go with T Mac. Me too. I'm saying T Mac. So many scoring champions. So many just. And T Mac. T Mac also. I think T Mac could be in the goat uh, conversation if his career wasn't cut so short by injury. Cut short by injury, so it's just. Oh. But and don't get me wrong. But Clyde was also the least talked about second best player in the world for a long time. Yeah. Clyde was so good, and he just happened to play for the exact same amount of time at the exact same time as Jordan. Like, was Clyde ever in the league without Jordan other than when he retired to play baseball? Or retired a second time because, you know. I, I don't think he was. He played until the early. T- let's, let's pull up some, yeah. some stats. Let's pull them up. So, I, I'm, okay, Clyde was dra- at the time. Jordan was drafted in 84. When was Clyde dra- drafted? 83. So he, so he got rookie. a year. He got his rookie year. <laughs> and then Jordan was talked about right away. Um, And he retired in 98 when – so, no, he basically never got – he got when Jordan played baseball, and that's it. He retired in, like, 02. He retired a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, so he got, he got he got his first year and then Michael Jordan's experiments and that was it. Yeah, and and he, even then by late Jordan, Kobe was in the league. Yeah. yeah. And he was Shaq was in the league. He was so good. But Vince Carter. He, 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 even even all this talk about how good Clyde was, I think I still gotta go T Mac. T Mac is possibly one of the most versatile scorers to ever play the game. T Mac can score. There's not a place on the floor that T Mac cannot score at, uh, from at elite levels. T Mac is also a kind of underrated defender and a great playmaker. T Mac knew he had, when T Mac was uh, on the Magic, he was always the number one guy. He always did his part and got his team a win almost single handedly. And when T Mac was on the Rockets, Tracy. Knew, or, uh, when he was on the Rockets. He knew his place, used his gravity, and facilitated players for his role players like Yami. Like, and to be one of my favorite memories of like him was just scoring thirteen points in thirty seconds. That Spurs yeah. game. That's oh just my amazing. god! I've watched yeah. that highlight no one, clip so many times. I, I, how many other players in NBA history do you think can do that? 
in that short time, I, I haven't that, seen that, it yet. Yeah, that's such a uniquely Tracy McGrady thing. That's just some no one else. Would and even, just the difficulty of the, some of those shots yeah, too. It was ridiculous. And it the was, and we had good and one as yeah. well in that mix. So, so I'm saying Tracy. I agree. Tra- so we we're, we all single handedly say Tracy. I think that might be because we're a little bit too young for uh, Clyde to know how good he was, but it, I think it was also because he was overshadowed Shut by. Shut up! We played two. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Um, well, uh, I believe that's the reach uh, the end of the podcast. Thank you all for listening. Um, li- like we said, if you, there's anything you want to talk about, um, please reach out to us. Um, you have my Twitter handle. I think you can comment on the podcast as well. Um, we'd love to start hearing back from our fans. Know what you guys want to do. So, um, with that, uh, talk to you soon.